Good morning, and welcome to my podcast on Simple Faith. Hey, today is Monday. It's the start of a new work week, and I can think of no better way to start this week than with the Word of God. Do you realize today that God desires to meet with us? He longs for, He waits for, He anticipates our time together. It reminds me of a song that Larnell Harris used to sing that says, I miss my time with you. And the words say, There he was just waiting in our old familiar place, an empty spot beside him where I once used to wait. To be filled with strength and wisdom For the battles of the day I would have passed him by again If I didn't hear him say I miss my time with you Those moments together I need to be with you each day And it hurts me when you say you're too busy Busy trying to serve me But how can you serve me When your spirit's empty There's a longing in my heart Wanting more than just a part of you It's true, I miss my time with you. I wonder, when you miss time with God, could you picture Him saying those words to you? Could you picture Him saying, I really miss those times? I really want those times. This morning, let's spend some time with him as we look at Acts chapter 12. Beginning at the first verse, it says, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Have you ever noticed, friends, that when people don't understand us, that sometimes instead of just ignoring us, that they harass us, that they buck up against the things that we believe to be true. And Herod was that type of person. In verse 2 it says, Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. John who wrote the Gospel of John. James and John, the son of Zebedee. Now this had happened approximately 11 years after the uh, death of Stephen, Uh, who had been uh, martyred, who had been killed because of his faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so 11 years later, now it happens to, uh, to James. And Herod, it says, because he saw that it pleased the Jews, the religious people, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread, the days of Passover, So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Four squads of soldiers, meaning that he had 16 people 
guarding one man. And he had them guarding one man that was not a threat to them. One man who was not violent. And yet they wanted to ensure, or he wanted to ensure, that Peter did not get out of prison. That maybe some of the other disciples did not come and try to take him, or some of the other believers did not come to and uh, take him out of the prison. And so he's got four groups of four watching over Peter. And it tells us that Peter was bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the Lord uh, before the door were keeping the prison now behold verse 7 an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying arise quickly and his chains fell off his hands Let me pause once again. His chains fell off his hands. It reminded me of the song that says, And Can It Be? Where the song talks about, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, Fast bound in sin and nature's night. Thine eyes diffused a quickening ray. I woke the dungeon flamed with light. Then it says, My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. God at that very moment had released Peter from the prison. He had taken his chains off, and in your life and in mine, When we are out of relationship with God, we're in a prison of our own. And yet God sends his light into our lives. And when we receive that light, our chains fall off. Our heart is free. And we can rise and go forth and follow him. Peter was released from prison. And God today wants to release you and I from our prison. Would you rise and go forth with him? Verse 8. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought that he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gates that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And so Peter, still trying to collect himself and still trying to see, is this really happened? Am I really free? Begins to realize that God has certainly had sent an angel to release him and deliver him from the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this in verse 12, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. 
And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhonda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you're beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. But Peter, on his part, keeps knocking as we read. He keeps knocking. And when they saw him, they were astonished. Now, folks, we ought to stop and realize that and ask the question, why were they astonished? Were they not praying? Was not part of their prayer uh, for Peter, for his deliverance? And then God answered, why would they be astonished? But often when God moves, it is astonishing to think that he would consider our circumstances, our condition, and the prayers of his people. It's amazing. It says in verse 18, Then as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. But when Herod had searched for him and not found him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from there, from Judea to Caesarea, and stayed there. He was furious that his plot to kill had been spoiled. So he blamed others, not realizing that God was in the midst, not realizing that God had provided an answer. And so he goes down to Caesarea, and in verse 20, it says, Now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, but they came to him with one accord, and having made Blastus the king's personal aide, their friend, they asked for peace because their country was supplied with food by the, Jew, by the king's country. So on a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, The voice of a god and not of a man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of the Lord, excuse me, the word of God grew and multiplied. Friends, I don't care who it is. I don't care what they've done or what they do. No one and nothing can stop the kingdom of God from growing. No one or nothing can stop his kingdom. I don't know what God's saying to you today through his word, but I pray that as you read and as you pray, He will reveal it to you. He will show you 
what he desires for you to learn. My prayer is that whatever it's saying, that you will listen and apply it to your life. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for each person that's going to be listening to this podcast. I pray a blessing upon them. And I pray, Lord, again, that as they read your word, as they reread, maybe as they re-listen to this podcast, that they would hear what it is that you desire for them to hear. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, friends, so good to be with you again today. I pray a blessing upon you, and I ask that you would share this message once again through Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, however you best share. Until we see each other, until we actually don't see each other, but until we're together tomorrow, may God bless.